I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, February 3rd. Another of the seven men charged with murder in the August shooting death of a Quincy man in the parking area of his apartment building has been arrested. 28-year-old Derek Miranda, with ties to Randolph and Dorchester, was arrested yesterday and will be arraigned today in Norfolk Superior Court in Dedham. Miranda is one of seven men who were indicted for murder in December in connection with the August 18th fatal shooting of Jordan Wiggins in the parking area of Wiggins' residence at the Elevation Apartment Complex at Crown Colony. Miranda was indicted on a number of charges, including murder, armed home invasion, and two counts each of kidnapping with intent to extort and armed assault with intent to rob. Four of the other men, all facing murder and other charges, were previously arrested and arraigned in Superior Court. They are Cornell Bell Jr., Dante Clark, Dwayne Harper, and Sheikh Ramos. Each of those defendants pleaded not guilty during their arraignments and were ordered held without bail. All four are due back in court March 6th for a pretrial conference. The remaining men, Walter Batista and Clayton Rodriguez, remain at large. A water main break at East Quantum Street and Huckins Avenue in Quincy was under repair today. Police first spotted that water break at about 5.30 this morning. Quickly notified Quincy DPW workers. Sand trucks also had to be brought in as the water was quickly freezing on the roadway. Thousands of people are expected to attend the 35th annual Lunar New Year celebration at North Quincy High School on Sunday. It is the first time the celebration has been held in person since 2020 due to the pandemic. The free event runs from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. and will celebrate the Year of the Rabbit. A Braintree man is charged with trying to steal a tip jar from a Quincy Center restaurant on Wednesday. Police say 33-year-old Peter Cuesta grabbed the tip jar off the counter at Craig's Cafe on Hancock Street at about 11 Wednesday morning and tried to flee. The restaurant manager and a patron managed to get the tip jar back. Cuesta fled, but he ran right into a police officer on detail on nearby Temple Street and was quickly arrested. Cuesta faces charges of larceny from a person. Police say there was about $50 in the tip jar. Today is the last day of early voting for the Ward 4 special election next Tuesday in Quincy. Ward 4 voters can cast ballots today at City Hall from 8.30 to 4.30. In-person voting will take place next Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mail-in ballots must be returned to the City Clerk's Office by Tuesday at 8 p.m. There is a ballot drop box located outside City Hall. Joel Buenaventura and James Devine are vying to fill the Ward 4 Council seat that was vacated by Brian Palmucci back in November after he was appointed a district court judge. The election winner will serve out the remainder of the term this year and will be eligible to run for the full two-year term in the fall. The Duxbury Fire Department says it is thankful for all the community support firefighters have received in wake of a family tragedy involving a mother who was charged in the deaths of her three young children. Duxbury Fire Chief Robert Reardon said, quote, we don't have enough thank you notes to go around. He wanted to make sure everyone knows that they have felt the love and support over the past week and says they are humbled by it. 
The community has helped tremendously, and he says they are proud to be your firefighters. On January 24th, five-year-old Cora Clancy and three-year-old Dawson Clancy were strangled inside their Summer Street home by their mother, 32-year-old Lindsay Clancy. According to Plymouth County DA Tim Cruz, her youngest child, eight-month-old Callan Clancy, was pronounced dead days later. Police and firefighters first responded to the family home after a man later identified as Lindsay Clancy's husband returned home and called 911 to report his wife's attempted suicide. Officials say Lindsay Clancy survived a jump out of a second-story window. She was rushed to a hospital for treatment and remains in a Boston hospital under police custody. Lindsay's husband, Patrick, issued a statement this past weekend asking people to forgive his wife for what transpired. An investigation into the deaths of the children remains ongoing. Last week, Duxbury Fire Chief Reardon said the horrible sights of the tragic event have taken a toll on public safety, including emergency crews from Kingston, Marshfield, Pembroke, Hanover, Hanson, and Halifax, who assisted Duxbury at the scene. Norfolk County Sheriff Pat McDermott is warning county residents that phone scammers have been impersonating local law enforcement, including the Norfolk County Sheriff's Office, in an attempt to fraudulently steal funds from residents. Scammers have recently started identifying themselves on the phone as officers from local law enforcement, including the Sheriff's Office, even using the names of actual officers in those departments in an attempt to con callers out of funds. They may attempt to instill fear in recipients by claiming there is a warrant for their arrest, unpaid fines, or that a relative has been arrested and needs money to be released. Sheriff's Office is sharing some tips for identifying fraud. Scam callers often try to instill a sense of urgency so the recipient feels they have to act quickly and not think too much about the validity of the call. Hanging up and looking up the correct number for local law enforcement that the officer claims to be from, instead of relying on the number that appears on caller ID, is a good way to confirm the identity of the caller. Scammers also demand payment in difficult-to-trace ways, such as cash left in a local locker, gift cards, bitcoin transfers, or more. Sheriff's Office encourages residents to report any suspicious calls. Bitterly cold temperatures are expected to roll into Boston faster than the T itself. And with the oldest public transportation system in the country, there are challenges that come with it. Jeff Gonneville is serving as the interim general manager for the T. He told reporters crews are in place to troubleshoot problems over the weekend. The expected sub-zero wind chills are expected to make an impact on the tracks. The T said trains will be tucked away in tunnels for much of the weekend. For commuters taking a bus, the T encourages riders to utilize online wait times to keep from waiting longer than needed outside. The scheduled Orange Line work for Saturday has been canceled, and MassDOT announced the weekend work in the Sumner Tunnel has been canceled. Temperatures are too low for crews to safely work, and Massport advises those flying out of Logan to check their flight status before arriving At the airport, they warned of potential delays or cancellations due to the frigid cold. Governor Mara Healy said her administration's working to utilize MBTA facilities 
In a reversal of a previous policy, Healy will allow unhoused people the ability to stay today and tomorrow in South Station. However, Healy is encouraging people to utilize proper shelters instead. A check of business news this morning, and stocks are in negative territory. The Dow down 107, the Nasdaq dropped 185, and the S&P fell 32. Global stocks are mixed. The dollar slipped, the euro is down, oil at $75 a barrel. In sports, the Celtics will host the Suns tonight at 7.30. The National Weather Service forecast. For today, there is a wind chill warning that goes into effect The uh, high temperature of 30 degrees early in the morning will quickly plummet into the single digits by the afternoon and then below zero this evening with wind chills 25 to 30 below zero. For tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, highs only in the teens, wind chills remaining sub-zero. Saturday night, air temperatures dipped to about 8 below with wind chills about 30 below. Sunday starting out very cold, temperatures in the single digits, but quickly rebounding, partly cloudy, high 48 degrees later on Sunday, and Monday, partly cloudy, high 46. The boater waves two feet, northwest winds will gust to 40 knots at a high tide right before 10 a.m. Sunrise 6.55, set at 5 p.m. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, February 3rd.